0: That segment was brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast just as great as this in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Season two, episode two. 22, 22. We're back, the fellas are back in person again. We start talking a little bit about the Cubs-sox weekend we had. We all had a good time watching except for Brady because he didn't really get to watch, but we'll talk about that in a later date. Classic Brady line right there. We also dive into yours truly, it's a cliff show. Season two, episode two has to be the cliff show because we rock with the twos, my friends, but we. We talk Cub Socks, we talk a little more baseball, we talk Bulls for a smidgen, mild inconveniences, and for the Cliff interview. If you haven't heard about Cronum, look it up because, baby, it gets brought up. And please welcome yourselves back to the Washed Up Podcast. Let's get it! City of you, got it you, don't
1: know. you can come get me. Point it's in the field, cause I've been seen this coming round the bank. Get the bands by the trend next time run the man Quit playing, got a plan for my comments, uh. This shit is a breeze. Me and my ego, we think of some thieves. I got tricks up my sleeve and I'm playing for
0: kids. Alright. Fellas are back, it's season two, episode two. And uh, fellas, did you guys hear about it? It was literally every single person. Every person. Everyone was kung fu
2: fighting. Everybody was kung fu fighting. (laughs) Hell yeah. Chicago,
0: Chicago, Crosstown Classic happened this weekend, and we were all kung fu fighting. Friendships were getting tested. Morals were getting tested. My fucking liver was getting tested. The whole shebang. And what a wild ride it was. It started off not too hot for the
2: chubbies. Oh, man. They were the chodes. Just gonna lay it out there. There was no chub there. John Lester got assaulted, like legitimately assaulted. He got his motivated. first pitch to Luis Robert, cannon shot. Yeah, right over the right field fence, two run homer. And then who was it? Two batters later, another one. Like
3: I, not not only because I lost my voice this weekend, there's literally it's just nothing to be said about from my point of view, other than the fact that they had fucking nuke bombs two nights in a row.
0: Yeah. We,
3: uh... We've Lots made, of nuke bombs. Like, yeah. not, like, fucking gone, gone by. Nuke. No
2: baskets. We're talking fucking. six home runs and six straight at-bats nuke bombs. Dude, Jose yeah. Abreu is big dick energy. Yeah, dude. This, but in
0: all honesty, it's crazy to live in Chicago right now because we have two outrageously good baseball teams. Yeah. Like... We have the bench players on both of our teams could probably kill it in one of the AL leagues.
3: Yeah, but also the Cubs had to let the Sox win Saturday night because they had the Sox repairman come into the bleachers and fix them because they're used to not having fans at U.S. Cellular, (laughs) and your bleachers are always dented from home runs.
2: I will say the Cubs pitched all three of their best pitchers, and the Sox pitched Fucking Reynaldo Lopez yeah. on Saturday and still won. I
3: hate hearing that.
2: Like he is the worst I don't pitcher a fuck in our staff. if he's
3: bad or not. It's like you have to believe in your team.
2: Yeah, but we also my for, pocketbook believed in him. Yeah, <laughs> right. So
0: he can't be that bad. But for that game that Ronaldo started, we kind of had two starters Yeah, for that game. Gio Gonzalez went after Ronaldo so it was kind of like you already it's an you, opener. Gave, yeah, yeah. you gave Ronaldo Lopez the benefit of the doubt by like handing him the ball when the game started but you yanked him after three and a One third. time through the at-bat. Three and a third, yep. and then you put in the starter whose rotation it was supposed to be. You can crack the beer. We're on air. All right, cool.
3: I'm going to try one of these, <laughs> yeah. these Monaco 69 things. But, okay, so I think I said it on here. I don't know if I said it when we were just bullshitting or when we were actually podcasting. I said the X Factor for this year or the White Sox future was going to be Jose Abreu. You don't take a discount as like a major league player anymore in any sport. Yeah, Uh, all you hear about is people wanting more money. Yeah, the fact that he took a discount to stay with the White Sox, I said, is going to be the scariest thing of this year, and in the future, obviously too.
2: You nailed it. You really did. Some really good baseball takes like that have aged very well. (laughs) Yeah, like my one take that has aged well is. Betting on the wind differential, yeah.
3: That came I, at first. I was like, Oh my god, this is easy
2: money. Six days where everything went right for
3: you and everything went wrong for me, yeah. And now, like, it's 17 and 10, 17, and 12, so you can't really say anything yet. But fuck, I was in the driver's seat, yeah. <laughs> you know, I you mean, guys played the fucking Tigers 19 times in a row, yeah. yeah.
0: Five but, games, yeah. We still have yet. Yeah, to uh, play the Pirates, which is a good sign, we got the Royals again, but the Twins. I wasn't even saying
3: that about like difficulty of schedule. It just right. happened. That, no, that yeah, it just Tigers, fell into like, place. Yeah,
0: but also the Twins and the um, Indians do both look scary. Like, yeah, they're both very good. I think you guys all...
3: lost a series to the Indians early because I mean it,
2: uh, it's a new team. I think you guys will sweep the Indians next time you play them. I sure shit hope so. Yeah, but the thing that the Indians always have is tremendous starting pitching. They like pull these guys up, like no name, like Alex Avila last year, who was just that? comes up and now he's throwing like a two nineteen ERA. Like who they is this had, guy?
0: Uh, Who did they just gave their uh, debut to? And he had fucking ten Ks in like six and a quarter. Or something like that. I have no but idea. I, I, I know who you're talking it's about. A Cleveland
3: sports team. I don't.
0: Yeah, but this dude's like <laughs> tall. Dude, this dude's tall, lanky, and I'm like, this is a child throwing this Clean ball 95 up. miles per hour. Yeah. No, he like has the build of fucking Chris Sale. Yeah, he's a dog. but he just doesn't sale. throw from 45 degree angle. But that's something I should have looked up before. That's what's going to separate us from the fucking... I just searched
3: it on Google. (laughs) Indians 10K debut. El Duque shines in postseason debut in 98
0: ALCS. (laughs) (laughs) So we were right, right on the 10K debut. Oh, Mackenzie is his last name. Yeah. Well, that's a woman's first name. So how masculine can you be playing for the Indians? His first name is Or a Scottish dude. Yeah. His name is
3: Tristan Mackenzie.
0: Yeah. But um, I think since we've talked about it, that the last time we brought up the Cubs Sox combo team, we were both in agreement for a lot of things, but I think we have to reevaluate short and first.
3: I think we could honestly just flip flop short and second. You you could just have Tim Anderson could play shortstop. I'm not, not having Javi Baez in the line.
0: Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, because – I A mean, shortstop
3: is, like, back. Shortstop, swaggy shortstops are back.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, big in the time. Past,
3: in the past, like, three years, there's oh been four outfielders so that right. combined for $1.5 billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the shortstop, like, it, it's still – when you go to a Little League game, you say that the shortstop is the best player. But it's been that – Mike Trout Bryce Harper Mookie Betts and I can't remember what the other one was but it's all been outfielders getting paid yeah and the swaggy shortstop hasn't been around now you got Tatis Baez Anderson um who else am I thinking of? Sto- Trevor, Trevor Story Trevor Story fucking
0: Crawford yeah Brand. Yeah. It's
3: just, I love that that's back.
0: But, dude, there is so the many. That? There's uh, that the short shortstops are, are back. back
3: oh, know? yeah, but that's I mean. That's why but, Tim
2: Anderson could be shortstop now and Javi Pais can play second. Yeah. I'm down with that. I, I mean, do like Nico Horner a lot. Like, he's a good young player for the Cubs. Yeah, I, I, I love Nico. I think he's going to be he's a foundational sh- piece moving he's forward. He's
3: going to get shafted. No, yeah. I. Dude, these together. his prime is, is now.
2: Brady, how much? Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess that could be true. I which, mean, he could replace Chris Bryant. But the fuck dude Chris can play Bryant there. and fuck Rizzo. Yeah, dude, Chris Bryant. Not Chris Bryant is right booty now. cheeks. Okay, yeah.
3: so what do you guys think about that? Do you think Boris is going to get him three hundred million next year?
2: If whoever pays that guy three hundred million is getting cucked so hard, <laughs> I know what he's going to end up on the Kansas I City feel Royals. Like he Just
3: hates the Cubs. Like I feel like he hates the Cubs for some reason.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, he, doesn't, I he think, doesn't play with much. He's got a big chip on his shoulder ever since the service time thing. Like actually, because he has shoulder injury. Oh, ah, uh, <laughs> pun that I didn't even intend. Shoulder
0: injury,
3: finger injury, ah, uh, can't swing. As is just bad. It's, it's, yeah, like always something. But I mean, fuck, it, he won the MVP and won World Series with himself. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: you can't like if the time with. The Cubs and uh, Bryant is over with. There's not much you can be bitter about because he did everything you want a player to do is make an MVP caliber season and win a World Series.
3: Yeah, it's just it took so long for this team to be built and to see it crumble three years after winning the World Series is going to suck.
0: And that sounds
2: even more sad with your voice. Yes.
3: That's
0: <laughs> so. what I was going around
3: with last night. And what. at
2: a decade of sadness, the White Sox core is together for minimally five years. Right. Mostly seven. So, yeah, that puts
3: fucking icing on the cake for me that we're going to stink and you guys are going to be fucking great. Not good. Fucking great.
2: So yeah, I like, don't even think – like the Cubs actually could move a piece or two at the deadline, get a bunch of prospects – and still contend. They're, they're, they're already at like a 95% chance of making the playoffs.
3: But well, I don't it, – Dude. It's so hard for us to move people that could give us prospects because you'll only have Bryant for 25 games. You'll only have Baez for 25 games. Yeah. And then you'll have to re-sign him. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you plan on doing that already. But I I don't know. I, I don't think there's much value for trade there. I think what you could do – I could, could be do, totally wrong.
0: I think what you could do is uh, – Fucking get rid of Quintana, see if you can get some prospects because our prospects that we gave up or that we got due to Quintana –
2: Pretty, pretty, pretty pretty
3: pretty nice. The Padres will give us Tatis for Quintana. The
2: Fernando Tatis trade. Very, very well played, my friend. Yeah, the Tatis trade is exponentially worse than the Quintana trade.
0: In the time, big game James sounded (laughs) very good, but the Tatis for James Shields trade did not pan out phenomenally for the White Sox. (laughs) Imagine that infield of Tatis diving to a Left grabbing it, flipping it over to Tim Anderson, grabbing his crotch, whipping it over to Abreu, and then Abreu chucking it over to Moncada for a triple play. Yeah, wouldn't that be Could moisture, moisture in the essence of
2: satisfaction?
3: That would be that would be the craziest fucking infield in MLB history. Would
2: it be... would be an electric factory. Holy shit,
3: dude! Average, oh my god! Average, average right now would be like
2: 325 between the uh, four of them. Yep. Yeah, Sky that's high, fucking insane, dude. What Tatis is doing is unbelievable, both is defensively he, and offensively. Yeah, the guy has like if you if this were like an eight or a full season, he's like on pace for like 78 home runs and like 211 RBIs.
0: Yeah, and banana land. This kind of it kind of passed the thing, but when he went fucking crank daddy on 3 0 up a bajillion, I don't think there was anybody really mad at it other than the managers during the game. I haven't the fact that – My
3: whole entire life – I played baseball until seventh grade. That's a really long time, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when it's 3-0, all I've ever heard in my entire life was to not swing. Right. No one ever said you can't or that it would be bad if you did – if you got a hit, right. they would just be mad because you would probably pop out. Right. Like, I've never heard of that being an unwritten rule. Well, okay, I guess that makes like, – <laughs> I,
0: I can't read. No, but race. that that is – that <laughs> was the main thing. That was – that rule of thumb of taking on three O is due to the fact that the pitcher has just thrown three straight balls. Right. So that's – I kind of – And you are a child – Who, when gifted a ball down the middle, chances are you're not good enough to hit that ball where it needs to go. So how about we get you on base rather than you swinging at the first ball that comes into your area? It was also what? 12-2, 12-2, to two, Tatis yes. was probably bored. Don't get beat by 10 runs
3: in a game that is fucking hard to score.
2: How about this? Maybe don't suck, don't load the bases, and then don't throw, throw three balls and in a don't row.
3: don't be down 10. Yeah. There's many ways to get out of that. There's <laughs> not
2: a
0: single thing that Tatis did wrong other than
2: apologize. The yes. fact that his manager didn't have his back makes me want to use – his firstborn son is a blood sacrifice <laughs> to the Nordic gods of Valhalla. Why not him? Because Why he would be more sad. Don't you son put son.
0: that on yeah, me, Ricky he Bobby. Yes, has to live life. Exactly. Definitely.
2: And his son is going to be like, oh, I'm some sick Nordic god now. The Vikings praise me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's such a weird transition. <laughs> hey, are you watching
2: Vikings? Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, that show's sick. Yeah, that show's nasty. But the Cubs are still good. The Sox are back. Like, back, back. It's, like, really fun to watch. Ever since Keichel motherfucked our dugout, we've it just had... It, it really worked. When you get a veteran presence who's been on a successful team, come into a locker room of guys who haven't earned anything yet, and get them shapened up to, like, you guys... Are cocky for no reason. You haven't done anything. And why are you mm-hmm. already going through the motions? Mm-hmm. And motherfucking the dudes that are obviously taking well, mental lapses here and there. And to turn that around so fast is astounding. We all look like we're having fun again in the Sox dugout. Like everybody's getting smarter at bats. Sure, we're still having like double play ground outs and we're doing a bunch of bad things. But for the most part, the at bats are better they're they're not swinging at first pitch sliders in the dick dirt mm-hmm. they're waiting for theirs they're waiting for that hanging curve ball that literally every single person on our team has turned on and put out of a park
2: yep yeah. literally I've never seen this motion like the the cement mixer motion yeah. to the dugout more an entire like yeah in this season more than any other season in a full schedule like Cement Dude, mixer. He's yeah. hanging curveballs. Yeah, swing at him. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then they're going up and they are railing pitches. Dude, that
0: was the coolest video. Encarnacion did it. Mm-hmm. Two pitches later, hung right in the fucking up, up and in, and Encarnacion just fucking yoinked
2: it. He right dad down dicked the line. that baseball. I, I was
0: right down watching there. him hit
2: baseball. Yeah. Four hundred and like sixty feet. Yeah.
0: So we got two great Chicago teams. One thing, since we're on the topic of home runs, I'm putting Mookie Betts at the pedestal of coolest guy while going around the bases after hitting a home run. Where do you get? He's he, so swaggy. He looks so cool. He's like running. He'll round first base, and he's rounding it and going to second but his chest is, like, pointed to the outfield while he's still oh, running no, to okay, second. Yeah, and his, his chain's chain flapping around, around. Okay, but his, yeah. his lower body's going to second, and his upper body's just staring at the outfield. Yeah. It's, it's He looks like a savage. He's just like, you're fucked, you're fucked, you're fucked, and then turns second and just stares at the pitcher. I'm like...
3: The dude is, like, my size height-wise, and he hits balls 450 feet.
0: The torque on that man... baseballs. Yeah. Dude, Shakira's hips don't lie, but Mookie bets. Hips have never once even told a fib. Not even a little white. Not not even a stretch. No, he did not say anything that wasn't a true fact. And when your upper body can completely move and face the outfielders as you're running, I don't know why. I think that's just the coolest thing. I've watched like when SportsCenter or somebody reposts his home runs, I just watch it, wait for him to round first. And I'm like, that's just – that's a badass move yeah. right there. You
3: no know, doubt. This kind of transitions to, like, after the Dodgers paid him, look at what he's putting out. What do you expect? I'm saying this to people about, like, why, why do you think KB thinks this year? Well, obviously because he's hurt. But why do you think Baez is having a bad year? Because Cubs haven't paid him a single fucking dollar for what he's worth. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like That's so, a very good I point. Mean, it's an excuse to make because I really hope that is the excuse, and I hope that he was never taking PEDs because like a downfall like this is like you have to put that into perspective. Like yeah. a player doesn't fall off like that, right? If the, you know just normally. Yeah. so But I, I just I really am starting to get very frustrated
2: with the front office. I get it; they brought a World Series. But you have—you want long? They're on the precipice of becoming the eighty-five bears, right? But and I totally know what precipice means.
3: i I think I put two and two together. (laughs) It is a form of
2: marine mammal animal that is close. You're thinking porpoise? Yes,
3: that's what you said. Okay, it's an ancestor (laughs) (laughs) of (laughs) porpoises. Okay, but in the long run, oh my the Cubs need to fucking pay their players. It's five hundred dollars a night to stay at the hotel across the street. Just give them a five hundred dollar bill every single time someone checks in to room two eleven, and you only lose five hundred dollars from one room, and you just give it to Javi Baez every night. And
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad move, honestly. It's a smart man. It's a money making strategy. Wait, okay, okay, wait, what's that? What's what's
3: five hundred times three hundred
2: sixty five? It's a lot of money. It's definitely really not not that much, but it's—it's more than a lot to us. It's more than hundred
3: eighty-two thousand dollars. Okay, that's not going to be enough
2: per year. (laughs) No, it's
0: not. How about you just? Isn't that
3: crazy to think that that is like a fucking tenth of what they get a year? Yeah, that's grotesque. That's more than five hundred dollars a day is a tenth of what they get
2: per year. I would punt a cool. small child in order to get $500 dude, a day.
3: They did you the would punt a small child for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I like
2: it. Yeah. Punting a, <laughs> Puntin a small
0: child, headbutton and knife, <laughs> all these fucking things that Brez has just make my day.
3: Putting my head on a cheese grater.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That was the over on the uh, Rockets game. I was sweating, but they covered in the last over 15 time. seconds. So we're all good. But, Cliff, uh-huh. when you said talking about home runs, I thought you were talking about the Bulls firing Jim Boylan. And I was like, the fucking NBA season hasn't even ended yet, and we won it yeah. because <laughs> we fired the Jim Boylan. Boylan. The yeah. the Humpty Dumpty is no fucking doubt. gone. With Usually
0: uh, with our uh, gambling and going to the casinos, we love for a lucky number seven. But Chicago no longer loves a lucky number seven, and we didn't get it. And yes. how fucking phenomenal does that feel? Brady, what team do we root for here? The fucking Bulls, baby, and we're back. Go With fucking Bulls. Oh, pick the Bulls. Bulls.
3: No more sleeping on the floor. meat floor. but Wait, What were you just saying about Tim Boylan and us winning it? How about, okay, this is my biggest fear, is what I was going to say, for next year. Hiring Mark Jackson? Bulls. No, oh. I love the Bulls, and like I obviously think every year they're going to win 82 games. But, like, I've never seen a coach get hated on more in my entire life for coaching not a terrible team, but marketing was hurt and the rest of the team is young and hasn't. Like, Zach Levine is our best player. Like – I've never seen a coach get shat on more. I get it. He called timeouts with one minute left,
2: but like twenty five seconds left down thirty two points.
3: I I totally get it. I'm not sticking up for the guy at all, but I've never seen someone get shit on more for having a bad team. Like people I just hope
2: people don't expect us to
3: win seventy
2: games next year. No. The thing is, we weren't supposed to be that shitty of a team. The Bulls were like a sleeper playoff pick. We were supposed to be the Nets. Yeah, I I didn't see
0: But we I I it's not like we had Bad people. Sure, Zach Levine was our best player, and just saying that off of a sheet doesn't sound spectacular, but it's not like it was Zach Levine and then 16 sixth graders.
3: No, I know, and it sounds terrible because I bet on them to win fucking 40 games. Yeah, or
0: like I that. bet them to win. I, I took, took the, the over, too. But
3: like with everything that went on, and you see throughout the year that like you maybe aren't going to make the playoffs. Sorry, I'll make this short, but no, like, you're good. I, I just, I feel, I, I don't know why My whole life I've always felt bad For people I shouldn't Feel bad for Same And I feel, I just, Dude Twitter was Fucking ruthless They were like This is the best Day in Chicago History The Cubs won The World Series Three years ago yeah. The Bears won In 85 The <laughs> And they said It was the best Day in Chicago History I know he probably Doesn't know what Twitter is Or Bro. the internet Because he just Seems to not get Life But that was Fucking hilarious Dude you honest.
2: don't Have to feel so bad Because he's getting Paid one and a half million dollars to sit on his fat fucking ass all year next year no I know that's way more than 500 know a day I I
0: shouldn't feel bad at all but also like best day in Chicago history like they're for like speaking of the Cubs winning like the Chicagoland area is still divided on baseball. So, like, that's yeah. not a big thing in Chicago. It's a big thing for Cubs fans. Yeah. And for some fucking reason, the Bears in 85, we still have way too many fucking Packers fans in Chicago. Yeah. Gross. But we are literally, and then you have the Blackhawks, who you ask anybody on the fucking street in Chicago who plays for the Blackhawks, they're saying Kane and Taze and nobody else. Right. And when they lost, it was just like... And then, but... You yeah. look at what documentary got released during quarantine, literally every single person watched it, and the Bulls are the biggest factor in Chicago that everybody can attest to.
3: No, no, I still think that if the Bears won another championship, it would be the biggest thing. Like, if the Bears win a Super Bowl, it'd be bigger than any other team winning anything. Even the Cubs, after 108 years, I still think. I agree with that. Dominant, yeah, Bears,
0: Bears but, are Bulls,
3: but the Bulls is a close second, and it's a great unifier for us three, especially because yeah. I'll tell you that you uh, suck when the Cubs, when the Sox beat the Cubs, and mm-hmm. I hope nothing could ever happens to you in your lifetime. But then, the Bulls, right? But then the Bulls cover later in the night, and we're best friends again.
0: And then we're mm-hmm. kissing on the lips <laughs> because we're all best friends. That's what best friends do. Give each other smooches when we're feeling down. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, something not so chill happened. Um, Some mildly
2: inconveniencing thing happened to me a couple weeks ago, guys. Did you stub your toe on the corner of your bed when you got out of bed?
0: Well, that's just every morning because I do that to feel alive. Okay. So, that's how I feel that. Before we
3: get into this, like what you just said, the smallest fucking toe on your finger is your pinky. Why is it always the fucking pinky that gets stuck? Every fucking time I don't know Because if it's just, I don't know Well it's the, the lowest percentage chance With something that hurts the most By stubbing your toe
0: And it's always the little fucking pinky It's because All the other toes are bigger And the little one Feels excluded So he jolts out a little bit Oh so he's like the per- He's like the person Who hurts himself for attention Yeah Yeah He's like Rudolph. Those guys
2: are the fucking yeah. worst. Like
3: the guy who just fucking heads but something so people will pay attention to Like knives. Like me. I was <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: No, I'm not. No, we're not. Um but this this um we're doing like mild to extreme inconveniences. And this would go in between them. I got stranded on the freeway. 45 minutes from where I would left and 45 minutes from where I was going. That's fucking brutal. My car, yeah, that's... I pulled out of a little I pass thing, toll. There it is, that's the word. Yeah. Pulled out of a toll booth and the car just started. <laughs> And then started speeding up a little more, and I was like, oh, what was I doing? And I thought it was just the first round jitters and that we were going to get past it when we merged. And then once I started merging, all the lights on the dashboard just went, nope, 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 nope. And then I pulled over, and I was like, There's no smoke. There's nothing, just a little shakes. We all get the shakes, especially on a Sunday. Did you, pop, nothing- the hood and, <laughs> did you pop the hood and act like you might know what's going on under there? <laughs> I would have if I knew how to pop the hood. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was talking to a coworker about this the other day because my AC just went out looking into that. but And then I was like, I wish they would have taken like a semester of school to just teach us car parts or something. <laughs> right? Because, you know, like, I don't know if you know anything about cars. You're 45 minutes from where you're supposed to be, 45 minutes from home where you left.
2: You're fucked. Yeah, very fucked. Yeah, that's not a walkable distance no. by any yeah, means. You can't
1: walk
3: across the freeway. Yeah, unless you're
2: feeling risky, dude. It was one. It, it,
0: I. It was one of those things where I was like, should I just keep going? Like, what's the worst that could happen? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you're fucked. You have no solution. I know. You have to try and keep going. I did. I wish I did. Um, but like, I was just sitting on the side of the road, and I called my dad. I was like, hey. Um, Car broke down, I'm 45 minutes away, 45 minutes from getting home, what should I do? And he was like, you're going to hate this answer, but I think you just got to stay still. And then he ended up picking me up, and the car had to get towed and shit. And I was like, somehow I feel like this is my fault.
3: (laughs) Well, it sucks. My AC just went out the other day, and fucking, it's been miserable. Like, I I literally was driving... Maybe okay. I could also get this out of the way. My voice sounds like this because I had a softball tournament this weekend, and I do not smoke three cartons of cigarettes. (laughs) Only two and a half. But so I was driving to go get my car today with my um because I left it at my brother's because I got absolutely shit cocked last night. But (laughs) I'm driving home, and I may have been sweating out the booze from the night before. But it was 98 degrees today. The windows down actually might make it hotter and i'm so dripping sweat sitting down in my car like there's no more uncom- com- un- fuck. <laughs> un- uncomfortable situation and i'm chafing all weekend for fucking front softball oh my God. so it was i literally just sat defeat the,
2: the fact that you didn't like have to pull over to throw up is like astonishing to me I, that's like a that's a victory story unfortunately, if
3: unfortunately i'm a grizzled vet
2: yeah um Quick side note. Are you guys
0: uh, – I don't think I, I should know this answer because we are very good friends. But are you guys puking rally, guys? Uh, Always have uh, no, been. No, I, if I puke, I'm
3: probably done for. Same. I usually only puke while well, this guy kind of takes back my carton of cigarettes thing. But if, <laughs> like, when I used to like go visit Iowa and shit, we'd be out until like 3 and then we'd think it was, probably think it was a good idea to have a cigarette on the way home. From the bar, and that was the absolute worst idea. You get so spinny, so rocky, and that was the most. That was the most that I, most times that I usually threw up after that.
2: If it's a force boot, I will rally. If I puke involuntarily, then I will not continue. I like, yeah. I um, used to be the king of I'll uh, punch the fucking back punch, the thing in the back, yeah, and then just yak it all out. Eat a couple feel- of mints. <laughs> and, and then go right back to and
0: it fucking rafi from the league yeah. yeah all you gotta do is relax your sphincter think about taking a poop crap out the booze and tossing them in <laughs> i'm good to drive <laughs> fucking rafi. but i never have been a boot and rally kind of guy i always have hold, held my liquor pretty well the only times i do throw up are when i like used to get like just belligerently drunk and then throw in like way too many pouches. Oh, all the time. And then, but by, the by, by the time you're already thrown in pouches is when you've pretty much committed to the night being on its final legs. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no need to keep going after you've booted. So my boots come when the night is a close. I feel it. But going back to your story of Siggy Diggies. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that was just an absolutely terrible idea. But honestly, sorry about that. I almost threw it right now. But, uh, <laughs> I, always, I was really good at holding in throw-up, which sounds disgusting. But I'd be, like, spinning and batting. Like, just hold it all, and I'd just wake up the next day and be like, oh, well, thank God I didn't throw up. I really had to.
2: That's <laughs> actually the heart of a champion. I could never keep it down, dude. If it's coming, it's coming. I,
3: I – Occasionally, I, feel I, coming. I occasionally will throw up
0: in the morning. I
2: feel Oh, man. I don't know if that's better or worse, though. Juicy I'd almost rather after yak when I'm, like... $45 a Taco Bell, too.
3: Okay. Yeah. That's, like, one of my more psycho moves. Is that I usually have Taco Bell hungover and not the night before.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a kind of a serial killer move. i have a
3: big pizza.
2: Uh, big pizza when you're Trump, fucked up, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I can drunk eat probably more than a lot of people can I'm a big late night McDicks guy when I'm real messed up. Yeah my uh I will slam two McGang Bangs.
0: Yeah. Also yeah. fucking mild inconvenience when you call your Uber Eats and it gets there before your Uber gets you home. Very mild fall asleep
3: before. Never have done that. I'm I've pretty done good at- it so many times. <laughs> 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 my mom wake up in the morning and be like, why is there four bags of Wendy's on the porch? Because I ordered do you twice think, and didn't remember. Them. It sat on the porch for eight hours. <laughs> I've been
0: there. <laughs> no,
3: you psycho! Like, why did you throw that away?
0: I uh, I got into this habit of trying to time my Uber eats McDonald's with my Uber home from the bar, and I nailed it perfectly like twice out of 15.
3: I did that last weekend. It was fucking unbelievable. The guy was pulling up, dropped it right on my porch. So I didn't have to see him or talk to him. And I just walked right up, grabbed it, walked right inside. Dude, mine a was beautiful
0: thing. Mine was like pre COVID and my Uber was pulling up to my house coming from the West. And my Uber eats was pulling up to my house coming from the East. And they both were just like kind of in the middle of the road. And I was like, don't worry, this one's for me, too. And I just walked over, grabbed it, went right into my house. Lag time, maybe 30 seconds from getting into my house. That's perfect. awesome. Do you think, Uber, that is a beautiful do you think thing. Uber
3: Eats and Uberers do, like, the Jeep wave? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the little, how do you do? Yeah. <laughs> the, we are one in the same wave. <laughs> <laughs> Did you steal some of his fries? Can I get some?
3: Yeah, I know. That's why I love Taco Bell, because they always bring it with a sealed bag with a sticker.
0: Yeah, McDonald's does that, too. They uh, sticker the top. I just can't imagine, like, legitimately, even before COVID, like, sticking your hand in somebody's food. I know, but you know how impossible it is when you go fucking fucking like, yeah,
3: McDonald's not and, and not have or a fry, fry before you get home?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That takes a lot that's of That's insane confidence. willpower, Yeah. I
3: would like, be mad because they touched my food, but like I'd be like,
2: oh, I can't understand. Yeah, I kind of get it actually now Hopefully he wasn't it. scratching his nads right before he <laughs> ate this.
3: Awesome oh,
2: <laughs> 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 that fucking disgusting. That's gross. So gross. <laughs> is, oh man. Never a That
0: Just is disgusting. Oh man. The worst
3: part about it is after the move, I literally live a block and a half from Taco Bell, and I order it every single week. Like it's fucking disgusting. I pay an extra like twelve dollars because yeah, because I'm so fucking lazy. We're I've gonna let
0: there. you sit with that one for a little bit, and mm-hmm. we're gonna head. That's to- like
3: that's like my only time I get. Monday's carries when I go look at my bank account and the fact and you're that like,
1: oh, I spent yeah. an
3: actual fifty dollars that weekend yeah. getting food delivered instead of fucking going in the car and driving four feet yeah. or just walking
0: because the chances of you oh, ordering. Oh fuck like, no, that is <laughs> not even in my mindset. Not <laughs> even in the
2: realm of possibility.
0: All right, uh, we're gonna take a little break. Um, while you got this little break, how about you follow us on Twitter at WashedUpInc and maybe toss us a little follow on Instagram at WashedUpInc. Man, it'd be super cool if we had the same uh, handle for every social media, but things don't work out that well all the time. We'll get there. We'll get there. It only takes
3: it only takes about fifteen seconds to search us and press that follow button. Amen. And guess what? We'll follow you right back, and it won't hurt your ratio. Yeah, Yeah, we are. We will
2: will help the ratio. Yeah, we followed
0: back Brez's mom, so if we follow her back, you're definitely getting a follow back. Miss Mushroom is a
2: sweet lady. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. We actually had some smooth transitions there. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back interviewing Cliff, our homie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank you. It's about time. Getting to know the fellas a little bit better. Let's get weird.
2: His name is Patrick. All right. Patrick (laughs) (laughs) Clifford, a.k.a. Cliff.
3: So we are going to start all these interviews with the same questions that we ask our interview There it is. Um, How tall are you, Patrick? I am 6'3". Didn't we just talk about this with Prez? Yep. If you're over
0: 6'2", you say that, you're 6'7". You round up. You round up. But I love – I used to say – That 6'2 and 6'4 sounded just immensely better than 6'3, but now I like uh, steering around what God gave me, you know? 6'3, if I put on my basketball shoes, I'll get closer to 6'4, but that's here now there, you know? Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Have you ever dunked before? Big time. I have dunked a lot. Best dunk?
0: Best dunk was one that I was not actually thinking that I was going to put down. It was uh, warming up for a pickup game, and I started on the left elbow, and I ran in. I like ran in just a little bit, threw it off the backboard, and went to the right, and threw it down with my right hand on the right side. And then I just stared at everybody like, Ooh. "Did I just put that down?" Well, you threw off the
3: backboard. I threw it off
0: the backboard from the left, hit the backboard over to the right, and I put it down with my right. Oh, like nice. reverse? No, like coming from the left like you toss it with your left hand off the backboard your momentum carries you to the right i caught it with my right hand and threw it in i don't
3: even think i can do that on a seven foot
0: rim yeah i didn't think i was jokingly telling the guys that i was playing pickup with it was actually jack ryan and john smith and i was like this is gonna be hilarious and so i did it and i put it down and i stopped i didn't even like celebrate it i was like did did that just go in yeah but like I've always been kind of the sneaky hops kind of guy, because I've one been on a basketball court where I'm the most pale person on the court, so nobody really expects anything from you in the athletic department. Big blast, the Tyler hero, yeah. sneaky athletic.
3: Yeah, pick last, first regret.
0: Yep, exactly. That's uh, that's been a lot of me in pickup hoops. Is. Like, when I was younger, getting picked, like, near the bottom. Because I would always have pink shoes, too. And they're like, looking pale kid with pink shoes. Can't be good. I was like, they're breast cancer shoes. And I are like... Mahatma Gandhi always said, never judge a book by its cover. Pretty sure he originated that. I'm pretty sure he did, too. Are you washed up? I am the founder of it.
3: Okay. Sorry. Dumb question. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I am washed up. I, um... It's kind of been my thing since like 2014 that I am washed up. That was first told to me. I didn't own it until recently, probably like two years ago. So it was a while of being like, no, I'm trying to prove myself that I'm not washed up. Right. But the dream of going to the MLB started to fade after I left Marquette. So just steered into the skit. That's the that's the quote. So yeah, I'm washed up. I uh, have found different uses for my dwindling athleticism but i still got some giddy up in the knees and the legs and my calves are still
2: fantastic uh, that is very true got some spring in the step yeah, so you that, can still jump
3: that kind of transitions into little sports and comedy talk here the question that i had for you is that did you ever become a little bit butthurt that rob gyrdek made fun of your neck on national tv
0: a little back sort
3: of wider on
0: yeah so um we me and a couple guys had gone to a white Sox game um for a birthday and i had worn my frank thomas jersey and i at the time was working at pinstripes so i had to have a goatee or no facial hair due to their grooming guidelines so i had the polyconerco uh goatee rocking and I was like trying to prove to myself that I can eventually get back to throwing 90 miles per hour and so the first time we get to the speed pitch I throw and I like get 85 and I'm pissed but then a rain delay hits and I'm pretty sauced and um I went to everybody that I was with and I was like it'd be kind of funny if I just went and threw 69 miles per hour right and literally every single one of them was like, "What? You, you can't just pick what you're gonna throw. And I turned around and said, That's the dumbest thing you could have said to my face. And I went, right I was back a doubter there, <laughs>
2: for the record. I was there for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, we went for our buddy, I think it was Justin's birthday, right? Yep. Yeah, so Brez is there, and I, like, nobody thought that I could choose what mile per hour I threw. Yeah. And I was like, What do you, what? Yeah. And so I got in line, and you get, Three chances to throw. First pitch, I threw 68, and I looked at everybody like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. (laughs) Next pitch I threw was 70, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, split the difference, buddy. And so I really, like, slowed it down and then gave, like, a little flick right at the end, and I was like, that little flick gave me that. Yeah. And then I looked at it. It was 69. I looked back at Justin, who was filming me, and I gave the old wink and the finger guns <laughs> That's to the, the camera. the greatest reaction I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> Always got to get the finger guns.
0: But the reason I got roasted was because I had this button-down Frank, Ch- Frank Thomas jersey, and I unbuttoned the top two. So it was, like, showing a lot of my chest and way more of my neck than I thought I had. And when I turned to the camera, it kind of looked like a giraffe worm neck come out of the side, and it didn't look like my neck stopped until it got to my mouth. So <laughs> the the roasting comments were that um, his name, <laughs> real St- Stilo Brim said, you realize there's no breakdown from his neck to his jaw; <laughs> it just goes right into his head. And then Rob Deirdrick called me "69 Worm Man." <laughs> And that's a pretty sick name. That's That's a pretty pretty sweet name. Um, That's going to be the name of my firstborn. I already decided.
1: (laughs) I was going to ask you that before you said that.
0: (laughs) Well, earlier in the episode, Brez was already talking about firstborns and already setting them up for failure. So why don't I jump on the trend? sacrificing them to the nordic gods (laughs) mine would be sacrificing them to the uh slow pitch
2: gods yeah and that's kind of where i thrive now too so
3: i mean with the way new names are going for kids like i think he'll be all right
2: yeah 69 worm man
0: that'll fly Fucking awesome i think i might be the first parent to give their kid oh no Elon Musk did it, didn't yeah. he? Put a number in his name, a twelve or whatever yeah. the yeah. hell his kid's name is. Yeah, Mr.
3: Um, <laughs> We seriously, by law, cannot
0: call your child this. (laughs) Well, what is it? Why? Is it because he's got a goatee out of the (laughs) womb? I told you that's hereditary.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're a hairy...
0: hairy (laughs) Oh, yeah? You're going to punish my son because his mustache connects to his beard? (laughs) Real mature. All my friends would love to have the connection.
3: All right, six then, Warren guy. We're
2: out of (laughs) here. Back to the highlights. What's the fastest you've ever thrown a baseball i
0: threw 93 from the outfield so that's, some, with that's a, some zip with a crow hop and everything considered i stopped pitching going into high school um i pitched in all the way up to eighth grade but i could never really get into it um because i love throwing on the run so much like I loved running. I loved throwing with momentum either way. If I was running to my left or my right, I still loved throwing more than just stationary and trying to throw as hard as you can. Um, but 93 was where I clocked out at. Do you think you ever beat that 93? Ever in my life? You think I might have gotten up to it even though it wasn't clocked? Yeah. Absolutely. There's- I had a, um, we were playing LT my senior year and there was bases loaded there's a line drive up the middle that it looked like i maybe could have caught but i put on the brakes and it bounced right into my glove there was bases loaded and i thought all the runners were running already so i fucking chucked this ball as hard as i could from center field right to the catcher and the catcher pat Romoro played for louisville he just had his foot on home and like caught it like a first baseman, and I'm screaming from the outfield, put a tag on him, because I thought yeah. I was getting the guy, the guy from, from second, but it turns out I got the guy from
2: third. That's off. Awesome. That is money. Yeah. Uh,
3: is there? I don't think there's a better
0: feeling than throwing somebody out, like from a from the outfield. Or no, cutoff. God, it was. I never used cutoffs in high school. Well, I know my ta- co- my coaches about- got very frustrated with me because I decided to go over every cutoff's head. All the time. True. But yeah, I, uh, and one Shortcuts of my. are for lazy people. Exactly. And one of my uh, buddy's dads, who was one of the guys who would always have a scorebook in the stands, turned to my dad and goes, I think that's the first time I've ever put an 8-2 force out in a book. <laughs> that's an awesome fucking yeah. force so, out. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. So I'm pretty, might- I'm pretty sure that ball
2: came off my arm. I'm going to say around 94,
0: 95.
2: Bucket. It was 97 basement. Thank you. Thank you. 105. Yeah. 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 At least. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so um, after sports and everything, like I know you've obviously all been always like, telling jokes your whole life mm-hmm. Been told you're a funny guy. Mm-hmm. And all the truth is, is that you got on Facebook in high school. But um, <laughs> when did you start seeing comedy as like a real opportunity and like something that you would like devote your life to rather than just shh, fucking fucking off with your friends, you know?
0: Right. That's a good ass question. I uh, I was the class clown in high school. Um, every parent teacher conference kind of was. He's very witty and intelligent, but he could apply himself more. <laughs> And uh, I was like, What do you mean I, I have an A or a B? Like, we're okay, <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: Yeah, right. Um, and a, my dad told me this not too long ago that uh, my teachers thought I was funny, but they couldn't laugh in class because that's a sign of weakness when mm-hmm. a student makes a teacher laugh. But um, the reason I actually turned to comedy was because once I left Marquette, actually politely asked. To leave Marquette, I had zero idea of what I wanted to do. And I had taken a Second City class before in high school. And uh, my parents were completely understanding of that now col- col- um, conventional college wasn't the choice right away, but they were like, you got to do something. So I went back to Second City and started taking classes. And I was like, this is fun as shit. And I had already questioned the whole schooling system. And I was like, why can't I make this a job? Right. So. It all started with getting kicked out of Marquette.
2: (laughs) Where can we see you
0: live now? Live, you can see me doing stand-up the second Thursday of each month at 155 South Oak Park Avenue, the Oak Park Brewery. And uh, we used to do the show every Thursday, but now since since COVID, we have decided to do the second Thursday of each month. So the next show there is September 10th, I don't know if I'll get booked on other shows before then, but I already know I'm getting booked on the September 10th because it's my show. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. That's what I always, like, when I would always come to your shows, like, it's awesome how you put it on, but I want you to be out there longer.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I uh, we did our first uh, Oak Park Brewery show post-COVID, and my buddy actually hosted instead of me, so I got a full set to start the That's awesome. New New Year. What's the best joke you've ever told? The best joke I've ever told, um, (laughs) I guess I'll, can I say names? Sure. I don't know why I can't. Um, there's this, uh, joke that I have due to a, uh, fiasco with a close friend where I talk about wannabe Instagram influencers and, uh how people post some shit and don't abide by what they post there's this girl who posted an instagram story one time that said somebody just needs you to be nice to them today it's a very beautiful message if you think about it except for the fact that you cheated on my friends two days ago Where was that same energy 48 hours before? You can't post something like that. Go to the bar, twerk in the bartender, drink vodka, sodas, and tequila shots because clear is healthy and assume the world will follow suit. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, this chick just got
2: belayed at the steak. Woof.
0: Yeah. So I really love that one. Um that was one of my ones that kind of just rolls off the tongue yeah, now. There's yeah. no, like, I don't need to think about it anymore. Like, that's just been rehearsed, and I think it's hilarious still every time I add to it. I do more uh, in-depth um, setup for it sometimes, but, like, the cream of the crop is because clear is healthy. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it really, it really, <laughs> if she ever hears that joke, she's really going to sting her right in the throat. Yeah. She didn't know if it was for sure
3: about
2: her, but now she does. <laughs> for sure. Oh shit! What is one COVID habit that you've picked up that will probably continue on post quarantine? That's a well. Technically, we're we're in like a half quarantine, but like, what's something that you developed during COVID that <laughs> will persist post COVID?
0: Um, probably starting things and not finishing it. Started a puzzle, didn't finish it. Started a bunch of Netflix shows, didn't finish them.
2: Just a lot of start and stops. Didn't need to get that punch in the gut like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's a terrible fucking question. Yeah. Just I just
2: fucked myself with that one. <laughs> no, I fucked myself. I
0: mean,
3: that's why I was like, I was like you picked that up during COVID? I do that shit all the time. Every day, yeah.
0: I've been doing shit since I was fucking four. Yeah. yeah. But there, there's no uh, pressure to finish anything in COVID. No COVID. doubt. Because I, like, I, I usually like finish it. early, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking clump. <laughs>
3: there's a lot of us. Yeah. Heard the same story. Well, that's. I think that's why uh, people say in general that, like, girlfriends, like, are always mad at their boyfriends. Like, in general, like, that women are, like, always mad at men. And I've met... a bunch of fucking people who always say the same thing about finishing early so I'm like I'm trying I think I'm
2: putting
1: I'm
3: connecting
2: the dots dude cool it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase nice guys finish last <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> fuck I've never even thought about it that way <laughs> That was oh, just a ringy ding ding right in the, the, the fucking, front of the noggin. Just some,
0: some fella fucking,
2: breakthroughs right here.
3: Oh yeah, my God, that's fucking that's science. Yeah, I can ask you the same question that I asked Brez: what what fucking happened to your brain the day that you decided to be a Sox fan? <laughs>
2: that's a good question.
0: So the kind of similar to Brez, I grew up actually a Cubs fan, um, and I actually had this question asked to me recently, and. Uh, So I grew up a Cubs fan and um, would go to Wrigley a couple times. And in all honesty, one of the main factors was I didn't have a good time at Wrigley Field because it was so overpopulated and like a lot of drunk people and like as a kid, like very overwhelming. But then you go to Sox Park and they have fundamentals. Nobody's in the stands and you're a kid getting to run around for free because you're Dad's paying for stuff. Right, right. <laughs> and you get a churro and some socks corn. It's best day in the world. And you get to race Scott Posednick on the fucking top thing. That was the best. He was he electric was so fast.
3: fast. man. It was I unbelievable. was so
2: fast. Fastest pinch runner, state of Illinois, you 2012. You Scott Pesednik? Yeah. I don't believe it. I say believe it. Yeah. it. Again, <laughs> fastest pinch runner of the state of Illinois, 2012. Thank you. Big facts. <sighs> Okay, fine. Maybe I'm just jealous because
3: Capetown always beat me, and I
0: tripped
3: all the time. Well, you were fat.
2: All right, a little bit of a deeper question, but what's up? Who is your biggest role model currently? In not really sure. Siri took the words
0: right out of my mouth. (laughs) Um, I am not very sure. I uh, once I started, once I left Marquette to kind of pursue not to kinda, but to pursue comedy as a career option. One of my main like wannabe role models was Chris Farley. Cause he went to Marquette, he finished, but um, (laughs) he was always like the source of entertainment at parties and all that kind of stuff. And like, sure he was troubled in a lot of ways, but he was also electric on stage. He was a lot of fun to be around and he was successful in what he did on stage and made a career out of making people happy. And uh, I legitimately love making people laugh. I think it's awesome. I think when you say something and somebody else fights all their instincts and laughs at what you just said, I think it's one of the most satisfying things to ever happen. And if I can make a career out of that, one hell of a way to live life. Absolutely. You would be one
3: of the hundred people in the world that can wake up and say they enjoy their job. (laughs) And not be lying.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I think you do a pretty damn good job of making the people around you pretty happy. You're a great dude. Thanks, brother. They get to
3: to hear my fucking hyena laugh every week. Well, now it's more of a uh, chain-smoking hyena. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know if I'm fucking dying or I'm laughing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe
3: I'm dying laughing. Ooh, boom go. roasted. I can do this comedy shit. Yeah, we could. <laughs> that is one thing I wanted to say about you know I know we talked about it with Connor. That was like, people think that like usually you get told you're funny doesn't mean you can go up there and just fucking do it. Like I think about this all the time. Like when I was at your show, I was like, if he fucking like does something stupid right now and it says, Oh, we have a guest in the stand and he's gonna come up and say something, <laughs> I would have fucking killed you. <laughs> I fucking have the worst stage fright in the entire world and I, it's just – it blows my mind when you guys just go up there and you just have so much confidence. Yeah. And especially you. You're running the thing. You have something other than what you're doing to be responsible for. This. So that just adds to it. I think it's pretty incredible.
0: Right. And one of the things I'm trying to overcome is that I still care a lot about like – what people think and like if i have some people come to the show and i don't do well i still think for some reason that they're not gonna they're gonna think less of me after i do it and i'm like i am in the wrong industry to have that mindset. right yeah so totally. like i'm fighting that battle every time i write a joke or i get on stage um but it's a slow battle i'll win in the long term um so where's pat cliffer in 10 years Pat Clifford in 10 years is writing, producing, and starring in a TV show.
3: Do you, uh, like, are you only strictly focused on doing comedy or would you be open to drama, action,
0: anything like that? Of course I'd be open to it, um, but I'm not going to pull a Jonah Hill and feel like I need to prove myself as an actor. Right, right. My whole thing is that, Laughter is phenomenal, and why would I do anything other than make people laugh? Like, sure, I'll get if if somebody offers me a drama role. Bet your ass I'll do it, but I'm not trying to prove that I can act a certain way or do a certain thing. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. It's a good answer. So,
3: have you ever fake cried?
0: I have fake cried. It. I. I sometimes actually practice it. But it doesn't really work. I gotta have like the whole shebang going yeah. on. like if I'm just trying to fake cry in my apartment, you know, like in my apartment uh, above my parents' garage. <laughs> um, that doesn't usually work too well. Um, but I have done it. i uh, I've done it on stage, kind of accidentally. Because, like, I'm still trying to be funny, and then I'll just, like, get the...
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) And then the next thing you know, there's a tear down my face, and I'm like, wow, I am good at this. Yeah, right. And then, but, like, you try and do it, like, three hours later when you're, like, still got the adrenaline, and you're like, ah, man, I was just on stage, made random people laugh. There's nothing that can bring you down right now. The last thing you can do is cry. Yeah. Yeah. You do know every great
3: comedian started off on top of their parents' garage.
0: I think so. I think that's kind of... No, no, this is facts. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a Steve Jobs in the garage kind of thing. He was a great comedian. He was. He really was. Gorgeous. Also great at not showering. Sorry. So too. am I. Quarantine has definitely threw off my shower schedule, my eating schedule, my drinking schedule. Every, it's thrown off all the schedules.
3: Yeah, that was a great question about what you're going to do post-COVID that you're doing now. And I hope we all return to
2: taking showers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I can't promise I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll try my best. I'll give it. I'll give it the good old college try. Yeah. My college try was uh, a bit short. College was the best year of my life. Hey, play? but you're almost
0: done. Yeah.
3: You want to join that club with me?
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure, I'll join any club.
3: club. Um, so, um, speaking of that. When will you be finishing up school and what will be on that piece of paper that they so call a degree?
0: Uh, Exactly. I will be finishing school in the spring of 2021 and I will have a bachelor's degree in television with a focus in television writing and production. Was it
3: just like a whirlwind the first day you went to school for that and when it wasn't like Algebra 101 Yes. Or like biology 202 or whatever like that Yeah, it was just like
1: it it Was this
3: feeling like of thinking that you were going like knowing your whole entire life what school was and did you sort of have that mentality going into your first day and then right out of nowhere something clicked that it was like okay this is what I've been missing my whole entire life
0: yeah kind of the exact thing that you just said because I was always the jock I was always like sports first, anything that follows is a cool second. Um, but then I get on Columbia's campus and not a single person really cares about sports. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And then I walk in with like a backwards hat and yeah. like, <laughs> not my Letterman jersey. You know, I don't have one of those. Um, but like I carry myself like an athlete. Yeah. Like I stand tall, I shoulders back, all that kind of stuff. And Like, I stuck out like a thumb. Yeah. So, like, the whole twist of, like, when you're at a college, like, if you go to a Big Ten school, like, I wouldn't stick out. Right. But an art school student would stick out at a Big Ten party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And then you turn it on its side, and you put me in a classroom of people who are creative minds, and I'm like, oh, I am the sticking out one right now. Right. Right. So, like... It was definitely a culture shock, but it was a sweet
2: culture shock. I was That's like, this a good is care. crazy. Normal
3: no yeah. people, no, no people don't get remembered.
2: Yeah. It's a good character you can develop, too. Yeah, exactly. Now you're just a nerd and care about
3: school.
0: Yeah. You hate to hear that. I know. Trying to actually pass. I'm not even just trying to pass my classes. I'm legitimately trying to learn. It's a completely different world than I ever did school. <sighs> oh, I know. Yeah. i
3: wait to feel that one day. <laughs> What sports, what was the first sport you ever played, if you remember?
0: The first
3: sport I like ever played? Like in-game, not like practicing, like your first game ever, what were
0: your stats, what was the weather like, and what were you wearing? I was playing t-ball at um, Lincoln Grade School, which is on, is Lincoln the one on Lake Street? Or yes, it's, it's on yet? Lake Street. So Lincoln's on Lake Street, and the uh, it's like Lake, Lake and Franklin for those in, the river forest illinois area um and that's like one of my first memories of like um of course it was like all dad coaches like co-ed and all that stuff and um tee like the ball's right there it's not moving it's like golf um but i can't seem to hit a golf ball straight either um but i swung i hit it and i hit it in between left and right but like and then I was the fastest kid there, so that was already a home run.
1: Right.
0: But you can only like you could only hit doubles. Yeah. In, in T ball. Yeah. Such a jag. Right. And I was like, I thought participation trophies were bullshit, but apparently we're just giving them out to everybody like yeah. put me on a team you know like <laughs> let me compete let me be the stallion you're locking me up i'm a peacock put you gotta let me fly a
3: team. you don't think i'm gonna put it six hundred?
0: yeah so uh t-ball was definitely my first memory soccer was next um but basketball was where i thought i was gonna go the furthest but not in the jeans you know not in the shorts jean shorts jean shorts if Is that what sport
3: you thought you were the best at growing up? Basketball. Yeah.
0: yeah. I uh, Going into when I decided to go to Oak Park, I uh, told my dad, I was like, yeah, I think I'm only going to play um, soccer and baseball freshman year and then really focus on basketball, play that all four years. Little did I know I was going to play baseball all four years, win a state championship and never look at basketball the same ever again.
2: <laughs> if there was a professional sports league, that doesn't currently exist that you would be a one at what sport would it be cronum oh my god dude what's that cronum is the sickest sport that never panned out cronum was doesn't answer my question cronum was like cronum was
0: like a baby that i was trying to birth in my sophomore year of high school so you invented this no i didn't invent it you remember stumble upon No. The website where you could just like click a button and it would take you to a random website. Mm -mm. No, so Stumble Upon was awesome. Stumble Stumble Upon was sick. Stumble Upon was sick because you just like remember when. Um that was a topic that I wanted to bring to the thing, like remember when. The first thing remember when was like those rip slip brush Oz things that you would put your finger in and brush your teeth. Those were tight. It was a topic for a different story. Do we do we live in different countries? I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about (laughs) right right now. Catholic school. Oh my bad. Yeah. Um But Cronum was this outrageous sport. It was played on like a freshly uh, groomed field. So like it was probably on turf most of the time. Um, And there was like these four goals, two teams of 11. And it was like soccer goals. But in the top, there was like these five rings. And if you threw it through them, it was a certain amount of points from a different distance. If you kicked it through, it was a different amount. Like it was just this like take every – Take the best athletic attribute of every game and put it all together in one. That's what Cronum was. So it was like soccer, football, in lacrosse. Okay, so all I in one totally
3: field. fuck with that answer because <laughs> when people ask me about like what sport I play and shit like that, I'll be like, i the jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly, so. Cronum is awesome. Never I never got to play, but so, we had a draft. So like, what I'm kind of getting is that it, it was it's Quidditch,
0: but no one is a wizard, so you can't. Right. Matter. A little bit. But, like, it was Matter. this crazy thing. It was, like, a circular field. And if you threw it through a ring from the middle of the field, it was, like, called a chronum And I was, like, that's the drink. Someone <laughs> it's screen. to hit a chronum <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, to get Pat Clifford with his third Cronum of the night. I could
3: easily see you on, like, ESPN the Ocho fucking killing it at
0: Yeah. Game. And the thing With about the it. On. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd be <laughs> rocking a bandana. And, the I'm ninja bandana. Like, yeah. The yeah.
2: NBA ninja bandana. Yeah.
0: But, like, that sport, I really tried to, like, lift off the ground. Like, I tried to, like, get my whole school behind it. And we, like, had a draft for, like, four teams. And then I looked into, like, buying a goal. And I bought two Cronin balls. And then somebody kicked it into the fucking tree at Oak Park during uh, lunch. And just a whole downward
2: spiral of events. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go flag football there.
0: Uh, flag football was a very close second. Um, I was dumb good at flag football because like my Speed parents didn't want pops. me playing football football because of the CTE factors and everything like that. Um, but flag football, man, I had some great memories of playing flag football. I, uh, we had a flag football game against old St. Pat's and uh, this was when we had rotated and I was usually a receiver and I was playing quarterback I hiked it I ran to the right and then I threw on the run and this one guy grabbed my shorts instead of my flag and pulled down my shorts and I was right in front of my coach when it happened and then the guy like was on the ground and then he stood up and I go if you're going to try and get my pants off you got to buy me dinner first <laughs> and my teach and my fucking coach shoved me out and he goes what the fuck was that clifford and I was like that's fucking comedy <laughs> yeah, it was that's that good one. shit <laughs> that's an a1 crack yeah that was fucking priceless that 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 couldn't get better if i tried to
3: <laughs> that was the moment you knew sports weren't for you
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that was some that was fun as fuck yeah, I can see you being like
3: that person that you play in flag football and you just don't want to play anymore. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh my god, those poor cornerbacks. Yeah. You're just burning them on, Did you play the, on nine routes. No. I didn't play. Defense. You didn't play
0: both ways. No that, that's how good you were.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't need me to play both ways. We were already up fifty. Yeah. Speaking of that, your
3: parents not wanting to get C T before
0: it even blew up. That's crazy. Yeah. Smart people. Well, my dad's the seventh out of 11 kids and they all played football and like they've all gotten tackled big time and like,
2: not the same, not
0: the, it's not the move, you know, yeah. right? my dad was just like, <laughs> and then like my parents were always like, if you want to play, we'll let you play. We just don't want you to play. And I was yeah. like, well, now I'm not going to play. You yeah. know, like, so I just took my athleticism to where it was Okay.
2: You took your talents to South Beach. Took my K. talents Kronum.
0: to Cronum. <laughs> <laughs> took my talents yeah. to flag football and baseball, and we had a
2: day. Cronum would have been the sickest sport, though. Yeah. Honestly, I was in on that bandwagon.
1: I would,
3: I would love that game. So we made a game called Volley Fumes Rainball on my fucking yard. And what was yeah, it, called? We'll, right, another we'll day. talk about that on your episode. Sounds like everything mixed into one. Mm-hmm. And I just would not want to see you, Pat, playing that game. Because no. I would not want to play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I envision you like with the bandana on on ESPN the OJ being like the Paul Rabel of lacrosse. How Paul of you Rabel? You think that's thing. not how I've envisioned myself? I know, in the Past I 25 just, years is crazy because I just <laughs> saw it, I saw it perfectly. Yeah. We there's you know, It's never too late.
2: Yeah. To it's never high. too late.
3: It's not too late to say sorry either.
0: Hashtag
2: J Beebs. Yeah. yeah. What, what year did
3: you win state? Junior, or
0: senior. We won state my junior year.
3: Have you ever had a better day than
0: that in your life? No, I honestly haven't yet. Did you get white girl wasted afterwards? So dumb drunk. It was going, we went down to state. So like it was just 22, 26 dudes in a hotel. We played in between the sheets every night. Sounds like my Saturday nights. Exactly. And, uh. In Between the Sheets is a card game. We did not get with each other. In between I the sheets. totally knew that. But, I mean, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe there was some sheet play. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but diddle here, diddle there. Nobody I, knows. Uh, I didn't. I can say this now because in 10 years I'm going to change the story. <laughs> but I did not get to pinch run in the uh, state championship because the guy that pinch hit grounded out. And if he would have gotten on, I would have pinch ran. What an idiot. Yeah, but in the game to go to state, I had two stolen bases, two runs.
3: That's pretty fucking impressive. You
0: just fucking jacked. Oh. I was, dude. I was like the lankiest motherfucker in high school. Like, I just had speed for no reason. My uh, my coach before we went down state, I went to go warm up to throw, and I'm end my way down to the field, this is down great. to the outfield <laughs> to throw. He stops me, takes my mitt, throws it to the side, and he says, you don't need that. Go run. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Like
3: the ninth night time I've heard that story when it's still fucking great.
0: Yeah. And he was like, I need you to be as fast as you can. So go, like, like all of our pitchers were working on, like, all their movements and everything. And he was like, go stand on first base, steal every time you can, and then do it again.
3: That's a ginormous piece of
0: the puzzle, though. Yeah? I mean, it was That's sweet. a key like, role. I for knew, sure. I knew my role going into it. I left my glove in my bag. I mean, of course, once we got down state, I warmed up just in case. But like, for the most part, I knew my cleats had to be tied up tight. I wasn't getting in a fight, and then we were <laughs> going on school. base back to school. Back fight? to school. We played Grant in the game to go to state, and then we played LT in state, which is hilarious because York actually won conference that year and then us and LT tied for second and then York lost in like the second round and we both ended up in the state championship that's awesome well like so
2: <laughs> York got burned yeah York. what
0: was what did you were you guys um,
3: I guess it doesn't really matter but were you guys like home or away did you
0: have to win in the bottom or we were home we uh, it was tied three to three in the bottom of the seventh, our our pitcher, Zach Weigel, pitched a complete game in the state championship, which is just outrageous. Like, yeah. everybody knew from the start, he was our leadoff and starting pitcher. Not a single person was like, when are we bringing in a reliever? Yeah. It was outrageous. And then we lead off the top of the seventh, our uh, catcher, who is phenomenal, he killed it that year. Um, I got a story for after this story. Um, he is a lefty catcher. He ropes a ball past the first baseman down the line, and the bullpens are in the corner, mm-hmm. and the right fielder misjudged it. It hit a bounce and went up around him. Mm-hmm. And so our catchers got to third with zero outs in the bottom of the seventh. They walked the next two players, which brought up the guy who struck an out three times already in the game. All I had to do was make contact. All I had to do was make contact. First pitch, liner right over the second baseman's head. I black out.
3: Oh, that's I hopped, what, that I was the defend. moral of the question. What did you, like,
0: what did yeah, you what do? Yeah, what was your I, reaction? I was leaning on the fence, staring at all this happening. He hits that ball. I push myself up and over the fence, and I black out. Next thing I remember is getting a medal over my neck.
3: So, like, that's the biggest accomplishment you can get in high school. You can't do anything better than that. And yeah. Like, you, you guys won state two, right, Prez? Three times, baby. Thank God took me last because I never even came close. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm just thinking of. Like, that has to be one of the better feelings of all time. I mean, like, you did something that n- not a lot of people have ever done. You yeah. Know, it, like, you, you can't go a step higher than what you guys did. You guys won the biggest thing that you could possibly
0: win. Yeah. And – I just don't know how that feels. So the craziest part about us actually going downstate, winning state, bringing it back, was that the last day of tryouts for that season, once the team was finalized, our coaches did their whole like beginning of the season speech. Then our catcher, Jack Pigliotti, who hit that hit, mm-hmm. asked the coaches to step out mm-hmm. and if he could talk to the team. And he said a bunch of, he was like, blah, 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 like, this is our team, like, blah, all this good stuff. And then he goes, I hope all you fuckers are ready because we're about to win state. That's so tight. I would have ran through a brick wall. Yeah, fast forward a couple months and he's hoisting up a trophy. Yeah, because of him. Which is well, I mean, fucking it has, it's team outrageous. Team, but he fucking hits a triple. Fucking yeah. Bottom of the sudden I, like, get chills telling that story because he legitimately said it before the season had even started that's pretty fucking awesome that's a lot of confidence that's yeah. a lot of fucking confidence that's some BDE right yeah, there yeah that is electric Path in the corner I'm gonna pinch
3: one of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this guy yeah did you how many times did you how many at-bats did you have that year
0: uh dude maybe I honestly don't I have zero memories of at-bats that year my senior year was a different story um but junior year, I honestly don't know. Well, it's not even about junior. Year. I'm saying, you, you compare yourself to Adam Engel a lot, so yeah, I compare myself the, to Adam you Engel. The type of hitter you were? I compare myself to Adam Engel a lot because I have a very soft spot for outfielders who struggle at the plate. Because my senior year, I was center field, batting ninth, and I learned Second how to. Leadoff. Yeah, exactly, and I learned how to bunt for a hit as a righty, which is crazy. All I needed to do was get on base, so the top of the order could do their thing. And I started fucking purling bunts down the third base line. bunts? Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> me and uh, me and our shortstop had this uh, uh, feng shui thing going before playoff games. Um, junior and senior year, we would go smoke
2: a blunt in his garage the night before. That's good. That's kinda of tight. That's a yeah. good uh
0: it's a good center field shortstop mentality to have. You got you two gotta be in line. And mm-hmm. I would always yeah. tell him I'm not I'm not hitting you with a throw, it's going over your head.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I'm probably not even gonna run out to be your cutoff man. I was like, Good we're on the same page yeah same page even though cup. neither one of us have read a book, we're on the same page <laughs> <laughs> page
1: one
3: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite fucking book
0: <laughs> page one <laughs> it's a great book oh that's hilarious
3: oh so speaking of uh getting kicked out of uh our cat, mm-hmm. um what was I going to say? Well, we already kind of talked about your academics. Mm-hmm. But how were you in uh, school?
0: In school, I was very good, actually. No,
3: no, you said you got A's
0: and B's and stuff like that. Yeah. The, uh, the one unknown thing to a lot of people is that when I got accepted... Well, it accepted, wasn't it really more about, like, the education stats. and saying, like, when
3: you walked around the halls at Oak Park... You oh. Were you a ...fucking beast, or were you soft? Oh, no,
0: I was kind of soft. I was still, like, a... Uh, Actually, no. Oak Park kind of changed me because not a lot of people knew who I was. Because in grade school, I was like very shy, timid, all this kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Got a little bullied in grade school. Not a big thing. You know, we all go through it. Text me their name. I'll send you their addresses. We'll break um, some knees. No, they're all, we're all good. Um, but uh, I kind of carried myself a little bit better once I got to high school because – uh nobody knew who I was I got to be like come soccer tryouts I got to kick as hard as I could people mm-hmm. be like whoa yeah now I got to go to basketball tryouts jump really high people were like whoa and then baseball I threw really hard my uh freshman year when I tried out for baseball we were in the field house and we were doing outfield drills and my the coach was like uh what's your name and I was like Pat Clifford and he was like Pat I want you to see how far you can throw this ball and I took this grounder and I threw it across our whole field house and I hit the back wall. And he was like, okay, you're all right. That's good. Go sit on the side. You don't even know the color next to you. Yeah. So, like, there was just a bunch of things where I was like, this is kind of a new start for me. Like, if I would have gone to Fenwick, like, my cousins were there. Everyone I went to grade school was going to be there. You would have turned out like Brez what, handsome and three state championships? Bummer. No, stupid socks. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was good. I mean, I, I don't regret going to Oak Park at all. I actually think it was one of the best decisions I've made. That is a crazy transition though because me and Brez went to way
3: smaller schools. You went to school with fucking 5,000 people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So like, obviously, it's going to be different when you're walking through the hallways. So that was a dumb question, but like,
2: did I you get it. to know
3: every single person at Oak Park?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I know gonna, you tried. No, nah, I mean, I was going to say something real dumb, um, but I'll say it anyway because who gives a fuck. Uh, no, I didn't get to know everyone, but everyone got to know me.
3: All right. I there like
0: that. That's a good one. <laughs> You're a beast. Yeah. Even when I was gone, the name still rings in the hallways sometimes. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> but now I think I think my name dwindled about two years ago. Don't think anybody really cares anymore.
3: Yep, who knows she right?
0: still
2: might have some fans, yeah
3: who knows they're gonna have it they're gonna have fucking like they have the cop outside and they guaranteed right? they're, gonna have, <laughs> they're gonna have you in the hallway to get kids
0: to class on time <laughs> <laughs> Pin it mean, up to the locker would, the I would hang it all up. I would hang everything up if they would just put a fundamental station. It's just Pat Clifford's 40 time running down the halls. Get to class. Oh, you got 4.5 4. seconds to get to class, and then you just see my ass. Oh, Mikey man. as fuck And, and that doesn't Sum up
3: Who Pat Clifford is And if you didn't Know him before You know him now You will see him In all schools Nationwide As the Scott Potts <laughs> 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 To get your kids To class later on In life
0: Well fellas Thank you This was a pleasure I, I, I look I, forward To coming back On the show It was a blast <laughs> You two are really good At this I mean we hope To see you soon <laughs> Yeah all right, everybody, that's it for the Washed Up Season 2, Episode 2, 22. That was my number, so that's why I wanted Season 2, Episode 2, 22. Nice. It was 22. You know, it's just kind of rings in the ears. Um, it wasn't my number for every team, but we get there. Yeah, it was. Um, but, again, follow us on Twitter at Washed Up Inc. Follow us on Instagram at Washed up.inc. There's a lot of cool stuff on the horizon for the Washed Up fellas and the Washed Up brand. So, Come in contact with us if you want some merch. Ooh. Um, so we'll be talking about that later on. But Big for time. now, Brady,
2: what go. team do we root for? Cold Bulls, baby. Rez, how we doing? Great. We're about to get that dollar store Doncic Denny Avija. There we go.
0: All right. Peace, love, and happiness, everybody. Talk to you next episode.
1: I said, the light shows, I know. I ain't so fly. Don't you think so, too? Shawty trying to come through the it like kung fu. On the blood cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody want to be like me. I cha-cha real smooth. do 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 I break rules and race roofs. Sip break goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music. And hang loose, homie, homie. Fall back like